Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's do it again. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where we solve or try to solve unsolved mysteries and drink cocktails. That's the whole show. That's it. There's nothing more. There's nothing less. Occasionally... Uh, we make jokes. Um, there's a song. There's songs. Just one. No, just one song. Just one song, is it? I saw somebody on Twitter recommend us to somebody else, because you know how sometimes people are like, mm, hive mind, podcast mm. for me to listen to on a long journey that's coming that's up. That's the worst start and to any social media post in the world. <laughs> hive mind. But, uh. like, so somebody had done that, and they were like, I've got a long journey coming up soon. Hive mind, what podcast should I listen to on the way? And then somebody tagged in uh, us. They said, oh, oh yeah. Mystery on the Rocks. It's, it's um, Cocktails, Mystery, and Cabaret. I was like, Cocktails, can you Mystery, call us, and Cabaret? Can you call us a cabaret podcast? I guess maybe because of the song. Only because of almonds and champagne. Yeah, it's, they are yeah. very cabaret, aren't they? They are very cabaret. <laughs> if this is your first time, you'll find out who Amazon champagne are later on oh yes yeah. if this is your first time welcome welcome yes hello hi, welcome yeah. i'm masood uh with me as always is uh the fantastic suze kempner hi hi yeah nice to hello. see you again hello. yes <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing chris Stokes. all right <laughs> uh we're we're right in the middle of our hollywood you're series. not wrong not wrong haha <laughs> but i'm not mm-hmm. right either <laughs> that's uh, I'd say actually we're about probably a, a between a third and a half. What's that? Two two fifths. Uh, two two fifths. fifths. Yeah, all right. We'll yeah, say we're that. Two fifths of the way. Two fifths of the way in our Hollywood series. We are mathematicians. <laughs> uh, we are also mathematicians. Just trudging, knee deep, thigh deep. No, now probably waist deep. No, no. I'd, I'd say no. I'd say like, still thigh. You know, it's like we're moving up the thigh really inappropriately. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, like with slowly that. and like creepily. Oh, like, with that know, slow almost, hand. Yeah. <laughs> While somebody's whispering in your ear, uh, this is the next mystery. I can make things happen for you. <laughs> mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. What are we drinking, guys? What do we have? I'll go first again. I went first last week. I'll go first again. Yeah, you did. A week ago, I remember. A whole week ago. Yeah, lots happened since then. Um, Ages. This is a a Boulevardier. Wow, that's a good name. Ooh, that is a great Like Boulevard with I-E-R at the end. Boul- ah, but boulevardier. I don't. Th- I don't think Boulevardier sounds right. It might be. But I like Boulevardier. Boulevardier. Boul- boulevardier. boulevardier. No, Boulevardier is great. Boulevardier. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, uh, it's whiskey, sweet vermouth, Campari, and an orange twist. Oh, and an orange twist. Very nice. So wait, let me think. Could I make it Campari, sweet vermouth, and whiskey, and whiskey, and whiskey? I don't have any sweet vermouth. And is that one of each? Almost like a Negroni measurement. Uh, no, it's actually um, it's one of Campari, one of sweet vermouth, one and a half of whiskey. Ah, uh, stirred and then strained, yeah, and then nice. uh, and then the orange twist. That sounds really nice, actually. The orange twist is sort of like rubbed around the inside of the glass, and then you pour the drink. Oh it. yes, on top. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. It's I quite lovely. like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really. It's the, it's those ones, isn't it? It's those simple ones, like like this. Like, well, we'll get to mine in a minute. But yes, it's those simple ones that are very always. Mm. Just like, yeah. What have you got there, Sue? Um, I've what I've put in here is. Chambord, Grand Marnier, and Coke. (laughs) That could be good. What I'm hoping is, I'm going to taste it in a minute. I've smelled it, and it's there's a lot of smell going on. I'm going to call it. This stinks. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to taste it. I'm hoping that it's got like a very festive Long Island iced tea feel. Okay, we've got to. record all of these <laughs> recipes and if we do a, a book we have the Suze's a little yeah. section where it's we like should, we should, and yeah. it's like we write Suze's section all in like please don't cross tape I think your section is written like lipstick on a belly <laughs> oh that's 
<laughs> that accompanied my first swig. Oh, it's really nice. <laughs> of course it is. You made it. I like, made you've it got and this I'm sort an of like, I think, no, you're not an expert. Far from it. You're an alchemist. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's very much like every time. It's I, like, hey, I nailed it. And it's like, wow. I am what How does they she do it every time? In the cocktail business, a fucking genius. Uh, it is, it's, um, so the Chambord and the Grand Marnier, they together create like a fruity, fruity liqueur syrup taste. Mm. And then you add Coke. And that just is a Coke is the best drink. Like it's nicer yes. than any drink. It's so, is, isn't it? So, yeah. It's hey, the best. hey, hey, hey. Here's what I, I, uh, yeah. There's a reason it's endured. Coke's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so and weird. It's a I, sparkling vegetable extract. And I'm drinking caffeine-free diet Coke. Oh, then I take it back. Yeah, it's there's I mean, better that's Coke. Pr- that's, that's, <laughs> I can't have normal Coke. Oh, I no, have to no. have caffeine-free Coke. With these two alcohols, you'd never know. Well, the, like I, I've. Coke Zero is fine. It's totally okay yeah. to drink. Um, I think it's the one when they decaffeinate it. It's probably bad, but but I it's it's one of those drinks. It's so weird, isn't it? Like every every now and again, I don't drink it all the time. Mm. I didn't really drink it much growing up. But like every now and again, you're like, hey, yeah, treat yourself. Great. The thing about Coke is like it's the original, isn't it? I assume it's the original. It's not a cola drink. It's the cola no, drink. No, it's it's yeah, exactly. It originally had cocaine in it. So yes. it's like it's so it's so delicious and you appreciate it all the more when, like me, as a child, you had it very rarely, but mm. you had a lot of shit cola. <laughs> what have you got there, Mr. Yeah. This is uh, a bamboo. So very, I had a bamboo very last week. Oh my god, yes, did you? Is that what you had a bamboo week? last week, yeah. yeah. Masood, where did you get the idea to have it? Well, last week. I'm surprised you remembered a whole week ago. Well, I know. You know I, I, I hold on to these things. Um, Did you have to get I, uh, the ingredients in the meantime? Were you like, I'm going to have yes. that next week? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, yeah. So I, 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 oh, and I was waiting for it. I was looking forward to it all week as well. I was sat there and every night before I go to bed, I'd rub my hands together and be like, oh, I'm going to have that bamboo next week. I'm leaving this in and people are going to be wondering why this is funny to us. Yeah, like, <laughs> God, those two are easily pleased. <laughs> God, they're so sad, aren't they? <laughs> they're not. Um, so in here, as Chris mentioned last week, although mine is a slight variation, you have sherry, you have dry vermouth, you have orange bitters, but I also put um, Angostura bitters in as well. Uh, and just to, just nice. to be it's, a maverick. Just to be a maverick, just to change things up a yeah. little bit. And mm. it is, it's, it's my perfect kind of dry drink. It's, it kind of makes my mouth water every time yeah, I drink it. It's really mouth. tasty, isn't it? There's the yeah. citrus there from the orange bitters. And uh, mm. I noticed you didn't put a lemon... I did it. not put a lemon um, twist in it. Um, <clears throat> all my lemons are all in half, uh, and um, if I try to make a twist out of them, I just end up squeezing lemon all over my <laughs> counter. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it for how citrusy it was. It tasted mm. like a like a, a really refreshing ice lolly or a boiled sweet. That's yes, it's got that lolly quality to mm. it. That's what I really like. Lolly quality. <laughs> lolly quality. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that sounds like, that's like that sounds like someone's deriding equality. I know it's a lol equality. <laughs> <laughs> lol equality, as if that's going to happen. <laughs> so, Chris, what do you have for us uh, today? What what delectable little morsel? Uh, uh, okay, so today it's the uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't know. Mm. Whether, I don't. I, maybe we'll do, let's go with it. It's the murder of Bu- Bugsy Segel. Hey. Oh. Hey, Bugsy Seagal. Hey, I know Bugsy. <laughs> uh, Bugsy Seagal. This happened. Okay, so just so you know, last week we were in February 1947. Yes. Uh, the week before that, we were in January 1947. Mm. We are still mm. in 1947. Oh it's our most God. densely populated year, year yet. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Three in one. Huh? Uh, yeah, so this is a few months later. Uh, and Bugsy Seagal, I don't know... Regular listeners might remember the name. He came up as a possible suspect for the killing of Elizabeth Short. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. And he was he was ruled out. Um, the reason that he was considered a suspect was because he was a hitman for the mob. Mm. Uh, but then everyone was like, why would the mob kill Elizabeth Short and why would they do it like this? Well, yeah. yeah. But he did cross paths with Elizabeth Short, which was why he ended up being a suspect. So Bugsy Segel, he was a gangster. He was a Jewish gangster, actually. He was quite um, high up in the Jewish mafia. And I don't feel like uh, the Jewish mob gets spoken about an awful lot. No, I not yeah. really. The, the, the Italian mob do. Um, They're very glamorous. And maybe the Irish, the Irish-American gangsters, but the Jewish mob doesn't really come up all that much. No. no. Certainly not to me. Maybe I'm being what naive. About, hey, what about Sam Ace Rothstein, though? 
Oh, oh of, course. Yeah, of course. What film was he in again? Oh, I believe um, it was a little film called Casino, but we don't well, mention it much. No, no, I don't think I've ever. Don't think any of us have ever seen it's it. Have we? I've never heard famous. of it. I've never heard of that film. Charlie M. Bugsy Siegel was also a casino owner. Hey. Oh shit! He was also. Not just an enforcer, he was a hitman. Most of his work in the mob oh, was right. as a hitman. He'd kill people. To the point where he actually, he was the, the founder of Murder, Inc. Murder, Incorporated. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're big, big potatoes. Um, on the night of June the 20th, 1947, he was uh, with his associate, Alan Smiley. Hey, good old Smiley. And he was in his girlfriend's home, Virginia Hill. He was always miserable. Alan Smiley just never had a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> So he's at his girlfriend's house. His girlfriend, Virginia Hill, she mm. was. She started off as a, a Chicago outfit courier in the mid-30s, but she was famous for being Bugsy's girlfriend. She had a home in Beverly Hills. They were in there, and an unknown assailant fired at him through the window, hitting him Shit. many times, including twice in the head. No oh, one was ever charged with killing him, and the crime remains unsolved. This is a pretty popular way of hitting somebody. I just finished uh, that series on Netflix, Fear City, the one yeah. about oh, right. Marvin oh, it's New so York. so good. Have it's you seen crazy. it, Chris? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. It's, great. it's really good. And it's and it's very, it's obviously like the stuff you see in films like in The Godfather mm. or things like that when they really hit a guy and they really like, it's it's so fucking gross because they just like walk up to him and just like as many as they can then they just run away well yeah to make sure confirm the kill yeah, yeah, yeah. but the yeah. thing the, the, the thing about Bugsy Seagal's killing a fluke of it ended up becoming a signature mob thing oh in the aftermath oh so what happened was he was shot uh, uh, many times two of them went in the head mm-hmm. one of them went in the right side of his head and came through the left side of his cheek yeah right so there was an exit wound as well but the pressure of it popped his eye out fuck uh-oh. Jesus Christ. And then that got... You made me pop your eye out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to protect that motherfucker. Well, his eye popped out. Yeah. Because of the pressure of the bullet going through his head. Um, and then that got... That led to people reporting that he got shot in the eye. And then that became a... Oh, that was a thing. Yes. They used... Yeah. But it was because of this, apparently. Oh, okay. It was because Fuck like yeah. people thought that Bugsy Seagal got shot through the eye, that that became a regular shoot Whoa. through the eye. That feels very the way that when you say like through the window, it definitely feels like they were standing on a couple of plant pots or something, <laughs> and they're just like, pow, 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 like, like almost reaching or, or the on window. someone's shoulders, and there's a guy, yeah, can <laughs> pop him. Have fuck, you done it yet, Jesus? Fuck Christ, you can pop him. <laughs> <laughs> you mean eating too many bagels? Fucking pop the guy. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> Joe Pesci on the bottom for some uh, reason. <laughs> I got a little center of gravity, and you're using it, you. Prick motherfucker, you! <laughs> yeah. Hurry up and fucking shoot him! Shoot him! <laughs> yeah. Shoot him! I hope you tied your shoe, you fucking prick. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon that. Yeah, it feels very much an an unorganized. Like he's going home. Oh shit! Oh, okay, all right, let's go. Let's go to his house. Oh fuck! His um, bedroom's all the way up there. Let's lay our cards on the let's, table. I yeah. think it was a mob hit. Um, yeah. it's very possible. <laughs> uh, but it, because it's unsolved and no one really knows who did it, and there are several reasons for him to have had this happen to him. Mm. Like, I mean, like, of course, even like, if you're if you're a killer, like you report you sow, don't you? Like it comes. Yeah. Yes, it's it's not a matter it's of if, the, but it's when. It's the life yeah. you choose, isn't it? It's one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. brilliant sort of unspoken things within Goodfellas. Every single character spends the entire film. They'll be laughing while checking that everyone else around them is laughing mm. and also just checking that no one's got a gun on them at any point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at any everyone point, like, in the film, is <laughs> got, no one's relaxed at any point because they're always just like, ha, 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 might get shot at any moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's it. Yeah, like you said, that's it. That's the life you've chosen. You're, you're, you're not getting out of this one. Yeah. It, it's just, it's coming. The, the card will be punched. That's it. Uh, but like he, so yeah, it's obvious he made... <laughs> Well, also, well like he fell into a, he fell into a life of crime really early on. I suppose as mm. they all do. Yeah. It's very yeah. rare that somebody hits forty and goes, "I'm going to join the mafia." Yeah, <laughs> unless it's Maury. Like Maury though, <laughs> Maury's wigs don't oh, come yeah, up at the yeah, wrong yeah. time. Okay, so when he uh, when he died, he was forty-one. He was born in nineteen oh six. Died in nineteen forty-seven. So he was 40, pretty good innings. Forty-one years old. Yeah. for a mafia hitman. <laughs> when he was a teenager, he befriended a guy called Lansky, who formed a 
small mob and their activities were basically just gambling car theft and little uh-huh. rackets like that. Oh, just little, little cute little rackets. Little, yeah. like, like uh, kids stuff. And then this guy, Lansky, had already by this point had a run-in with Charles Lucky Luciano. Oh, shit. Oh. the top dogs. Lansky, because of this, saw a need for the Jewish boys of the Brooklyn neighborhood to organize in the same manner as the Italians and the Irish did. Yeah. So because the Italians and the Irish were organising their own crime, mm. um, Lansky decided that Jewish people needed to do the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the first person he recruited to his gang was Bugsy Segel. So Bugsy Segel right. was a pioneering Jewish gangster. Oh, shit. Um, okay, right, right. Uh, and so he, was, he, he fell into bootlegging uh, and then very quickly ended up working as the mob's hitman. Lansky would hire him out to other crime families. He was like, do you need somebody popping? I got a guy. Right, I got this he's guy. Really yeah, he's good. good. And he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. They used it as a selling point. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Great culture killings. Changes very good. Up a bitch, know what I mean? So he was killing people from a very early age. Yeah, mm. right. Lansky's first name was Maya. It was Maya Lansky. Maya Lansky? They, mo- huh. they formed the Bugs and Maya mob. That's so stupid. It's quite cute. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like and They were just hiring the sums out to kill people. Yeah. So uh, That's handled, not so cute. They no. handled hits for like lots of different gangs in New York and New Jersey. To make extra money, they would hijack liquor cargoes of rival outfits which is not going to end well is it no No. it's only sort of when they all kind of became a bigger organization that that's when you sort of start to go holy shit like if these guys had done this kind of thing earlier they how far could they have gone well, because you know they ended up being responsible for killing and removing several rivals gangland figures oh shit okay right all right Fuck. Uh, okay so they uh, it was yeah it was through <clears throat> these the, their little gang that they managed yeah to. um some people that uh that sort of knew him in this time, they're on record as saying that he never hesitated when danger threatened. So, like, he was never oh. frightened. I see. Um, well, while everyone tried to figure out what the best move was, he was already shooting. Oh, God. Oh, duh. I've never known a man who had more guts. Wow. Or is just, like, doesn't think. Because that's somebody who's just like, we'll just, we shoot or they shoot. That's it. Guess who Bugsy Seagal was a childhood friend of? Um, Woody Allen. No, I just love New York. Bugsy, Bugsy has no fear. I'm really scared. No, it's not Woody Allen. He was uh, Bugsy Seagal was a a boyhood friend of Al Capone. Oh shit! When there was a warrant for Capone's arrest on a murder charge, Bugsy hid him out with one of his arms. Oh no, little kids! By the age of 21, he was already loaded. Yeah. 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 Uh, And also, he was a looker, apparently, or regarded as one. I'm going to look him Um, up. I've seen a photo, and he is for a a mobster? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He was regarded as handsome. Uh, And he was also charismatic and likable. He also had a lot of guts. Um, Here he is. He He looks like De Niro. He looks like. He does. At this point, he was still in New York. Okay. He's got a real De Niro look about him. Yeah, and and he just looks like he's. He'd tell a good joke uh, and then he'd laugh at you and then hey, he'd yeah, stick yeah, a gun yeah, in your yeah, belly. You dance, <laughs> dance like you dance for the fucking drinks. <laughs> By the late 1920s, so he was he was born in 1906. Right, So the late yeah. 1920s, he's still really only in his early 20s. Shit. Right? Wow. He had ties to Lucky Luciano and Frank Costello. Fuck. These, these are heavy hitters, man. Yeah. Future bosses of like massive crime families. Yeah. Um, and it was at this point while the guy was 20 fucking two, Bugsy Segal, a guy called Albert Anastasia, a guy called Vito Genovese, and Joe Adonis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joe Adonis. Uh, they were the four gunmen who shot New York crime boss Joe Masiera to death oh on Luciano's fuck. orders on April the 15th, 1931, which ended the Castel and Maurice War. Which right. was a, fuck. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Which was Holy a uh, it was uh, that was because that that came about from a power vacuum, didn't it? It was a power struggle between uh, two different crime families. So and then when they, they were that, responsible yeah. for ending that. And Fuck then on September of that year, nineteen thirty-one. So he's mm-hmm. still he's still twenty-five. Jesus Christ! <laughs> September Crazy. the tenth of that year. He's achieved more in his twenty-five I know, I feel years. So inadequate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so on September the tenth, uh, nineteen thirty-one, uh, Lucky Luciano hired four gunmen from the Lansky Segal gang. And since then, some sources have said that Segal was one of them. They were hired to murder Salvatore Maranzano in Mm -hmm. his New York office, which established 
Luciano's rise to the top of the mafia. Hey. And yeah. it marked the beginning of modern American organized crime. Yeah, right. As covered in Fear City on Netflix. Uh, yes. So when he died, when Maranzano died, Luciano and Lansky, Lansky was the guy that had hired Sigel way, 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 way back when. Yeah. They formed something called the National Crime Syndicate. Oh. The National Crime An organisation of crime families that brought power to the underworld. And that the commission was established for dividing mafia territories and preventing future gang wars. Oh, the com- yeah, the commission features in... Um, yeah, the commission is a big deal. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah so yes. Bugsy Sigel was a big part of this. And with his associates... Sigel formed Murder Incorporated. Fucking hell. Wow. Murder Incorporated, for those who don't know, that was basically an enforcement arm of the Italian-American Mafia and the Jewish mob and other connected organized crime groups in New York and elsewhere. Um, Fuck. And they would just kill people. Yeah. Contract You need someone killed. I'm going to go to Murder Inc. We should get cards printed. I don't think we should get cards. I don't think think a paper trail is wise, actually. It is wise. And he's like, I'm not scared of anything. I got playing cards. I got (laughs) t-shirts. I got mouse mats. I got got mugs. Who wants a mug? Mugs are available from the merch store. Come over here. This merch store looks awful like the back of What is this? What is this? Oh, they're called USB drives. (laughs) (laughs) Murder, get your murder incorporated USB drives. Get Is this the back of a truck? Get the fuck out of here. This ain't the back of a truck. This is a merch store. It looks like a store away here. <laughs> it was originally headed by uh, a guy named Louis, Louis Lepka Bolchalta, and later by a guy called Albert Anastasia, who I mentioned mm. a bit earlier. His nickname was The Mad Hatter. <laughs> Murder Incorporated was believed to be responsible for between 400 and 1,000 contract killings, but the group was exposed in the early 1940s by former group member Abe Rellis. Abe Rellis? Yeah, his nickname was Kid Twist. (laughs) Abe Kid Twist And he was like, come on, everybody. Do it. It goes a little bit like Because the group got exposed, in the trials that followed, many of the members were convicted and executed. Get this. Abe Rellis, the uh, the guy that exposed them, Mm. He died after suspiciously falling from a window. Yeah, he's the careless guy who hangs around yeah. by an open window. What else was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to fall. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you want that? Oh, because it would. I get out yourself, you wouldn't you? It. It's yeah. a long way down. You live in quite a high building. You should probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think you should practice your pirouettes on the windowsill. Pirouettes? I'm not a ballet. Whoa! <laughs> While Bugsy Seagull formed it. Didn't run it. Mm. They moved on. Right. Okay. And then um, a control of Murder Incorporated was uh, was moved over to Anastasia. Why? Like, I don't want to be, like, kind of okaying Murder Incorporated, but there's something quite wise about starting it and not being ahead of it. It's like Tom you know I mean? from MySpace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just be the guy that's in everybody. <laughs> then, you, you like, then, you know, you make a good amount of money, let's face it. You're not responsible. And then responsible. travel the world and take photos. And then, yeah, Something and then you're not do. responsible for, like... Uh, the rise of the far right across the West. Yeah. So thanks, and Tom privacy from, invasion. Good work, it. Tom, thanks, from, Tom MySpace. from MySpace. You're a good guy. They were yeah. the days, weren't they? We didn't know it at the time, but they were the Just, days. Say it. I remember it's. I quite liked its quite shonky format. I know, I it looked it like really, shit, didn't it? The Top yeah. Friends thing was very elitist, though, wasn't it? Yeah, being the Top Friends. I, at one oh, point, God. was in, uh, you know, Will Meller from Two Will? Pints oh, of Lager, yeah. a packet of crisps. Oh, he, right. he did a thing. Because I think MySpace is around was about 18, 19. And he did a thing where he went, hey, uh, the be- who puts the best joke in the comments on this photo? I'll put them in my top eight friends. Oh, and I can't nice. remember what my joke was, but I ended up in his top eight friends. And I Way. was like, this is how it starts for me. That's this a very Seuss Kepner story. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, this is how it starts. I don't understand, actually, why... I mean, that's such a Seuss Kepner story. I don't understand why you don't still brag about the fact that you were once in Will Meller's top, top eight, eight friends, friends on MySpace. I mean, yeah, yeah that feels like that. such a thing that you would it's say. too modern for me. Twitter thread, Twitter thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can write that one for some time. It's a very good thread. Absolutely. Actually, do you know what you should do? You should put thread. The time... I was in Will Mellor's uh, from Two Points of Lager and Packer Crisp, top eight friends on MySpace. Yeah. And then there's just one tweet after it. And it's yeah, like, that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, two tweets he said, uh, if you write a joke that I like, I'll put you in my top eight friends. And I guess I, I did. did. And I think he probably didn't spend that much time on MySpace, so I was just still in his top eight friends. 
And then you should put two of two at the end. Yeah, that's it. That's so brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what will be great? That will probably go huge. People will love it. <laughs> Massive scenes. So, yeah, he moved on from Murder Incorporated after they mm. set up. Uh, and he continued working as a hitman. So he's still killing people sort of like freelance. That's where his heart was. His heart was in the killing. It was never in setting up big yeah. organizations. I don't yeah. see myself as a behind-the-desk kind of guy. Kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not a behind-the-scenes guy. I like to be there, you the know. The red tape, the bureaucracy, the forms, I'm the accounting. I'm not in, I'm not I'm into not, it. I, I want to be where the action is. Yeah. <laughs> I like to get the sun on my face, you know. Look at his face. It I want to get bring my it. back doing a, an honest day's work. Hey, you, you know, know Virginia uh, says I look better with a tan. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, You know, that woman runs my life. What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my gumba's so no trouble. Oh, my gumba's no trouble. But uh, you know, I I didn't marry her. I married my wife. So you know. So uh, you know, hey, that's that's who I gotta listen to. Yeah, gotta listen. <laughs> so he um he starts he 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 starts he leaves he gets back in the action. He wants that's where his heart is. He's in the killing. Yeah, so he's he's still killing people. He got arrested. He got, well, he he's been arrested a a few times, but he only mm. ever had one conviction, which was in Miami uh, for gambling and vagrancy in 1932. And then from a roll of bills, he paid a hundred dollar fine. That was his only. Right. Con- that was his only conviction. The, uh, during the early thirties, he had a disagreement with the Fabrizio brothers. The Fabrizio brothers. They sound like they run the worst pizza restaurant of all time. <laughs> Fabrizio's pizza. Uh, I just forgot to send out one with a topping on it. Uh, I said, yeah, yeah. You sent out just oh, a Oh, mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's got no topping on it. It's just bread. Do you think they'll, oh. do you think, do you think they'll be mad? I think they'll be mad as hell. Yeah, I think they will be oh, I think they'll be there, man. Yeah, shit. We, no, we got to get it back. We can't get it tell, back. Tell him, it was, even pay- tell him it was your fault. Come on. I can't take <laughs> the rap again. Come on. Hey, come on. Fabrizio Brothers Pizza has shut down today after delivering subpar Only pizza. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. You put cheese, tomato on I forgot. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I forgot. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, please don't close us down. You, please. You can't say it wasn't delivered. It was my mother's. This is my mother's pizza restaurant. <laughs> She's dying. She lives upstairs above the pizza oven. It's she, so hot. It's so hot up there. She's like, I'm not. I'm not dying. You sack of shit. Yeah, I'm still alive up here. I only can come down because you locked the door. <laughs> Why do you lock the door on your own mother? What's the matter Take with you? Take us some two? more bread. <laughs> She'll keep her quiet. Um. So he's um. He he he's back. He's out. Fabrizio Brothers. The Fabrizio Brothers. Brothers, Brothers. You had to disagree with. The reason for that is because they were associated with a gangster called Waxy Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst question. (laughs) Because he looks he looks like a wax figure when he sweats. He just looks kind of shiny. What's his what's his his full name? No, it just says Waxy Gordon. It just says Waxy Waxy Gordon. Gordon. (laughs) It's not his surname either. He was like he was like a a a bootlegger. Right. (laughs) And he he he. had hired the Fabrizio brothers from prison to okay. kill uh, to kill Segel because he'd mm. given the IRS information about Gordon's tax evasion, which had led to his imprisonment. So okay. he was out to get Segel. So I but mean, it, it instead, wouldn't be hard to find him because he signs all of his tax forms waxy Gordon. Segel yeah. <laughs> instead hunted down the Fabrizios and just killed them after they. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Uh, after the deaths of. Two, uh, two of the Fabrizio brothers, Tony Fabrizio, started writing a memoir, gave it to an attorney. And one of the longest chapters in the memoir was a section on the nationwide kill for hire squad led by Segel. <gasps> Shit. So the mob <laughs> discovered Fabrizio's plans before he could execute them. And in 1932, Segel checked into a hospital and later that night snuck out of the hospital and two accomplices and he approached Fabrizio's house. They posed as detectives to get him outside, just gunned him down. But according to hospital records... Fuck, he was still there. <laughs> Bloody hell. That's fucking... That's fucking... Holy shit. I mean, hats off to him. hot as nails, isn't he? He's like, yeah, yeah, I snuck out. I killed some people. I made Charles back in before bed check. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, like, there's a paper <laughs> trail. The, his alibi is that he was in hospital yeah. all night. Yeah, that's fucking... And they're that's, like, look, Bugsy, were great. you out there that night? Nothing doing. So because of this, he learned from associates that he was in danger as repercussions because of this, and the hospital Mm. alibi was beginning to be questioned. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Enemies wanted him dead. So in the late 1930s, he upsticks and went to L.A. He set himself up, but he was still a, he was still a, a gangster. But half a million dollars a day were coming in from a syndicate set up bookmaking operations, like he was mm. running bookies. So Fuck. he like his, his his outfit was bringing in half a million dollars a day in 1942. Can you imagine? Right, this is what I think about when I when I hear this stuff about gangsters. Like, imagine that you're just sat there doing nothing. There's half There's a million quid in your bank account. Just just coming in, just ridiculous amounts of money like that, and you're like, you what can do I... stop killing people. Yeah, yeah, and and absolutely. Like, they like it. During this time, that was when he was uh, controlling offshore casinos. Uh, he was running a major prostitution ring as well. Of course he was. He, he maintained ma- relationships with politicians, businessmen, attorneys, accountants, lobbyists, and all that. In Hollywood, mm. he was mates with uh, Clark Gable, Gary Cooper, Cary Grant, oh. Rath, Louis B. Meyer, Jack Warner, shit. Gene Harlow. He was... Uh, uh, Gene Harlow was godmother to... Bugsy's daughter. Oh my god! Oh my god! He was. Oh, and get this. He gained admiration from young celebrities like Tony Curtis, Phil Silvers, and Frank Sinatra. Holy shit! Embedded in Hollywood. Frank Sinatra wasn't involved with the mob, was he? (laughs) 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 He did it his way. (laughs) Oh, he definitely killed a man. Fucking hell, man. He had relationships with a couple of Hollywood actresses, also a a countess, Countess Dorothy DeFrazzo. Uh, and other countesses still around? Yeah, are, yeah, can you, yeah. Can I'm you shack up with a countess? I, I think they're kind of honorary titles. But oh. this is this this blows my mind. In my okay? head, she looks like Margaret Dumont. Uh, so after all of this, <laughs> all of those people that I've just said that he was mates with, and everyone was like, yeah. "Oh my god, fucking hell!" While he was with this uh, countess Dorothy, uh, he was taken by her to uh, Italy in 1938, mm-hmm. where he met and tried to sell weapons to. Mussolini. Oh my God! Fuck <laughs> and can you imagine that? And, and obviously, because 1938, this was before the war. He yeah, met, he met Hermann Goering and Joseph Goebbels. Ah! No, he fucking. Oh, I didn't. bet they had a great oh. time. I bet they were like thigh slapping, ha ha ha. And as a yeah, Jewish wow. gangster, he took an instant dislike to them and ah. offered to kill them. <laughs> That's fucking. Oh my God! And the countess, <sighs> the countess, talked him out of it. <laughs> Oh, Please don't, don't do kill it. them. It would be really, it would be bad to kill I, them. Don't kill them. It would be really it. good to kill them. He, yeah. Bugsy was almost the biggest hero in history. If he'd have killed Goering and Goebbels in 1938, would people have been like, ah, Bugsy wants so bad? No, they absolutely yeah. wouldn't have pardoned him. They'd have said, that's really bad. Those are brave, good leaders. And anyway, I've seen Inglorious Bastards, and you need all four to end the war. You do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like trading cards. You can't just kill yeah. two. You, you need all them. four to end the war. You want to get Goering? You want to get Goebbels? You want to get Bormann? You want to get Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he didn't do it because the countess said, "Please don't kill Goering and Goebbels." Oh, can you? Imagine <laughs> they're that? good friends. It's Margaret Dumont. They're good friends of mine. Uh, so, while he was in Hollywood and also getting a bit big for his boots, he devised a plan to extort movie studios. He would take <laughs> over trade unions, local trade unions and uh, stage strikes to force studios to pay him off so that the unions would start working again. Those are our fucking guys. Those union guys, they belong to us. Yeah, he, yeah, borrowed, yeah, right. he borrowed money from celebrities, didn't pay them back, uh, knowing that they'd never ask him for the money. Fuck. But he's got half a bill a day coming in. Why is he yeah. fucking borrowing It's never money? enough, though. Like, look at Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And on top yeah. of that, during his first year in Hollywood, only his first year, He's still in his 30s by this point, mid to late 30s. Jesus. He received more than 400,000 in loans from movie stars. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just because he was like, hey, hey, check this out. I'm going to ask Cary Grant if I can borrow 100. 
hey, Carrie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, here, here you go, Bugsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. I'll make sure it gets back to you. And he's walking away just already laughing. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm never going to see that $100 again. <laughs> hey, who wants $100, <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, in, hell, in 1939, he and three other people killed Harry Greenberg outside his apartment, who had threatened mm. to become a police informant. And the head, the Chalter of Murder Incorporated, ordered his killing. Right. One of the ordered guys... Ordered Bugsy's killing or ordered Harry's killing? Ordered Harry Greenberg's killing. Right. Oh, okay, right. right. Uh, so the, these four people carried it out. Sigel, Whitey, Krakoa, Frankie Carbo, and Albert Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum... Oh, back when Whitey was a name, what a different Whitey. time that was, huh? <laughs> Tannenbaum confessed to the murder and also agreed to testify against... Sigel. Oh. Sigel and the other guy, uh, another one of the guys, were implicated in the killing Greenberg and he was tried for the murder in 1941, Sigel was. Krakoa was killed before he could face trial. Mm. Whitey, Whitey was killed before he could mm-hmm. face trial. So right. it was between Frankie Carbo and Sigel, they were facing trial. Sigel's trial gained like a lot of attention uh, and he also received a lot of preferential treatment in jail because he refused to eat prison food so he was allowed and was allowed female visitors as well oh, and, and granted leave for dental visits oh, for fuck's that's sake the, I need to go like, to the dentist again yeah. sure yeah exactly you were there just yesterday hey, yeah and what can I say I got uh, a lot of teeth and this is this is, this is one of my favourite sentences I've read in any of the research I've done for Mystery on the Rocks of all time <laughs> yeah uh, and that, that includes clear, queer woman surgeon that was a good <laughs> t- that was uh, very funny here it is I'm going to read it I'm gonna, I'll tell you what happened and then I'll read this sentence. It's so short, but mm, to the point. Okay. So because he was on trial for murder, Sigel mm. hired an attorney called Jerry Giesler to defend him, right? Mm. And it goes, after the deaths of two of the witnesses, no additional witnesses came forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so the guy who the guy who'd done the murder for Greenberg with Sigel, who was testifying against him, his testimony was dismissed, and Sigel was acquitted due to insufficient evidence. Oh, oh my God! Wow! Wow! What I was gonna say before was like it's really funny, and you forget how like how quickly some of these mafia guys will flip. But then once people start dropping like flies, everybody closes their yeah. fucking mouths. It's not worth yeah. it. It's not worth dying. He still he suffered from the trial. Like it kind of dented his reputation a little bit. Bugsy mm. wasn't a nickname. He didn't he didn't like the name Bugsy. That's how oh, he really? came to be known. His past was exposed as well, mainly via rumour and hearsay, because if it was exposed definitively he'd be in jail. But mm. so like his reputation was kind of a little bit in tatters. Okay. Um uh, he sought to reinvent himself. Uh, and diverge into legitimate business with the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh. I thought you could say revenge yourself as a cocktail waitress. <laughs> <laughs> and <did> it too. <laughs> so in the 30s, uh, he'd been to Nevada uh, as mm. part of his gangster work to explore expanding operations out there. And he found, like, you know, he was a bit opportunist while he was out there. So then when he went back to Las Vegas in the 40s, he, he worked on a business policy to secure all gambling in LA. Fuck. Aww. Wait, how old is Vegas? Vegas is not that as old as you think. No, like, Vegas is like a, a, a development in the in the desert, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They say that in casino. They were. Of they do. Out there in the desert, <laughs> got a lot of holes in that desert. Las Vegas was settled in 1905, officially mm. incorporated in 1911, and then... I mean, it was the Wild West. So in a way, in a way, this is going to sound really stupid, but in terms yeah. of, like, new cities, mm. it was like Milton Keynes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like Stephen <laughs> Milton Keynes was just built in the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just a new place, teeming with possibilities. Because mm. I suppose, actually, yeah, you think, well, the Wild West had only just been tamed. Like, you said that in a recent episode when we were talking about Thomas Intsu. Yeah, I... It was yeah. like... It was like <laughs> yeah, it was like such a new country. I know yeah. the country's been around for a couple of hundred years, but as we know it, America's <clears> really only been around since the 20th century. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. If you want to know more about it, watch Hamilton who invented America. Which is which is why this idea of like organized crime took off in America because they were like it's like it's that spirit of the Wild West continuing. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Like people had to adapt and so criminals did. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ended up with the film Gotti starring John Travolta. Oh my god. <laughs> which I still haven't seen. It oh. is shit. Um so yeah with the cause so, so he diversified into legitimate businesses with the Flamingo Hotel. Mm. And he took all gambling in L.A.? Well, he worked on a business policy in order to secure all gambling in L.A. So in 19... Which is ambitious, isn't it? So in 1946, he decided 
that the agreement with the guy who owned the Flamingo <coughs> Hotel, a guy called Wilkerson, the, the agreement had to be altered to give Bugsy full control of the Flamingo. And then with the Flamingo, he'd be able to supply gambling, top-notch alcohol, food, and the biggest entertainers at reasonable, reasonable mm. prices to kind cool. of like undercut everything. And right. he thought that these attractions would lure not only high rollers, but tourists uh, willing to gamble 50 to $100, which doesn't sound like much, but if enough of them do it... Oh, it's um, loads and shitloads of money. Yeah. And so because he wanted it, he got it. Wilkerson was coerced into selling all of the stakes in the Flamingo under the threat of death. Yeah, I was going to say, he was coerced hanging out of a yeah. fucking window and by his ankles. Into, yeah. He went into hiding in Paris. And so from then on, Flamingo became mob run through Seagal. Mm-hmm. Right. Fuck. And then he began a spending spree. So he uh, demanded the finest building that money could buy. And this was at a time of like post-war, not yeah, much this money. Is, this uh, is yeah. Well, the Depression was the early 30s, wasn't it? Then there was the World War. And so, yeah, they weren't having... Like, money was not no. that but it was abundant. The whole of the yeah. 20s, the economy was booming. Yeah. And then yeah. it crashed. The Wall Street crashed in 29. Uh, his checks began bouncing because costs were soaring and there was no Jeez. money to pay for it. So by October right. 1946, the costs were above 4 million. The Flamingo's costs in 1947 were over six million, wow. which is the equivalent of 60 million. Mm. Uh, Fuck. So by late November of that year, the work was nearly finished. And according to reports at the time, they they termed it maniacal chest puffing. Hmm? So sort of like, you know, and yeah. set the pattern for several generations of casino moguls. Also, the fact that he was violent didn't really help his no. reputation. He boasted one day that he personally killed some men and then he saw the panicked look on the face of head contractor and reassured him, Dell, don't worry, we only kill each other. <laughs> Fuck me. Others pe- other people say he was an intense character who was not without a charitable side. So he include like he donated, he gave freely to a cancer charity. Right. No. Oh. That's, I mean... But, plot twist, he was like, make more yeah. cancer. And then, and then another person, <laughs> this this makes me laugh as well, another person described him as very well liked and said that he was good to people. And the person that described him as that was his attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he announced to colleagues that he was running the California syndicate by himself and that he would return the loans in his own good time. So he was defying mob bosses, even though they were patient. Basically, Joe Pesci would play him in a film. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. The yes, Flamingo yes. opened on Boxing Day 1946. And only the casino, the lounge, the theatre and the restaurant were finished. So it, sort of like it opened before it had been finished completely. So it wasn't even a hotel. You no, it wasn't even a hotel there. at that point. It was like, Locals attended the opening, but no celebrities came as hoped. No. Some drove from Los Angeles despite bad weather. So um, George Raft was probably the most famous person there. They were welcomed by construction noise. Yeah. So it was still being built when they arrived. Uh, the hell, lobby man. was draped with like, you know, those... Um, like dust sheets. Yeah, dust right. sheets. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the Rio Olympics. Apparently, that's what it was like. Fuck, it's abs- That's not dreadful. It also, it was supposed to. It was supposed to be the first place in the desert with air conditioning, but it kept collapsing. No, the, the air conditioning never worked. This Gambled is like t- um, Trump's casino in. Oh Atlantic my god, the City. Taj Mahal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a fucking disaster. Absolute mess. Oh are, you, are you are you suggesting that Donald Trump is a criminal? <laughs> um, I well, I'm merely suggesting it. I think maybe we should be careful about this because he is the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah, sorry, uh, Donald. So yeah, that the, the air conditioning didn't work. Gamble table, gambling tables were in operation, and luxury rooms that w- would have been there to encourage people to stay mm. and like to stay there and keep gambling. They weren't ready, and so like a load of losses made their way to Segel uh, during the evening. Yeah, he became yeah. very angry, verbally abusive. He threw out people. <laughs> uh, get out! You get out of here! You've made my casino not be ready. You know when yeah, they yeah. say you know when they say the house always wins. Yeah. Yeah. This house lost. This house this, lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. After, after two weeks, the Flamingo's <sighs> tables were $275,000 in the red. Shit. And Ooh. the entire operation shut down in January 1947. Oh, my God. It really is. That is Trump and the Taj Mahal. Just a guy who doesn't yeah. have a fucking clue. Uh, he was fucked. given, unbelievably, a second chance oh by the mob bosses. He knuckled what? down, did everything possible to turn the Flamingo into success. He made res- renovations. He got good press. Uh, he hired... Uh, a guy called Hank Greenspun, who would go on to be a news anchor. Oh, right. Uh, hired him yeah. as, uh, as, as as a publicist, and then it reopened on March the 1st, 1947. Oh and then right. it began turning a profit. Oh. oh. However, by that time, 
profits might have been improving, but the bosses above Seagal were tired of waiting to see them. Oh. Right. And so time was running out. At the age of 41, he'd carved out a name for himself as like a big name in organized crime and Las Vegas history, but also a really, really troublesome one. Yeah. Someone at the right. top at one point has said around this time, and that's that. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you brought a tear to the eye of it's this. It's all uh, Italian still here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, come on. No, I am. I am. I know it. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, they were sick of waiting. He was a troublemaker. Yeah. So this was March. And then in June, that was when he was murdered. Fuck it out. Okay. So it was like not so, even that. Yeah. Let's suggest, let's say it was because of the excessive spending, possible theft of money from the mob. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Lucky Luciano himself, who'd sort of like taken Sigel under his wing a little bit. Yeah. He might have ordered the contract. Okay. Oh, I can't imagine hard, he'd do that, though. He seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like good top lads, <laughs> these fellas. Yeah. Um, seem like good fellas. And apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently the meeting was held. The meeting was held in... Um, in Cuba, so that Luciano, who was exiled in Sicily, mm. could attend. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, they didn't just go to Sicily then. And then hey, a contract yeah, back home, back home years ago. Yeah. And then a contract on Sigel's life was apparently the conclusion that was reached. Okay. Um, there is another theory that says that apparently he was shot to death preemptively by a guy called uh, Matthew Moose Panza. <laughs> Who, who was who shouted you put my fucking money to sleep you piece of shit <laughs> as he shot him yeah. uh, apparently he was the lover of um of a guy called sedway he was the lover of his wife b and apparently b had gone to panza after learning that sigel was threatening to kill her husband oh, okay because sigel had apparently got upset with the control that this guy sedway was exerting over the finances with the blessing of the mob so while the mob had said sedway would be able to exert these control mm-hmm. uh Seagal didn't like it so i was going to kill him oh okay. didn't so they, they they did that before yes yeah, so they thought they'd get him before to, he right. had a chance to uh, another thing is that former philadelphia crime boss ralph natal he claimed that carbo now carbo was the guy that was on trial with Seagal for the murder of do you remember when the, um, the witnesses were killed oh were yes acquitted. yeah 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 carbo was on trial with Seagal for that same crime yes and this Philadelphia crime boss Ralph Natal has claimed that Carbo was actually responsible for murdering Sigel. Every At- time you say him, I just think of The Simpsons like, look, Smithers, <laughs> Garbo is coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garbo, Garbo. Apparently, uh, the, the death was at the behest of Lansky, who in a bittersweet full circle thing, Lansky was the guy that hired him when he was a kid. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. But these guys, they don't, you know, the thing of the code with them is sort of it's real flexible mm. uh yeah. and so it's like they you know they say that they're all these uh like, well even one of the guys in in fear city they're interviewing him and you sit there and you're like but you're sat here on a fucking tv show being interviewed and you used to be in the mob like you flipped in some way or another and you're here now mm-hmm. talking to us so like yeah you cared about the code at some point but you know you turned on your boys because you didn't want to get fucking shot in the back of the head. Mm. Um, so it's like, and then, you know, you, you, you hear about, yeah, sure, they raised you, but if they, you know, if you fuck them over. Their biggest drive is survival. Yeah. So, so anything that threatens that, you're gone. The day after he died, uh, the Los Angeles Herald Express, owned by William Randolph Hearst. Oh, um, my God. Oh, carried yeah. a photograph on its front page. This is a front page photograph oh, leading gosh. the story. Uh, a picture from the morgue of Sigel's bare right foot with his toe tag. That was their front oh. page image. Wow. Has that become like an iconic image that feels like that's a very... So he, um, uh, obviously he was murdered in Beverly Hills. Yeah. But his death kind of like thrust Las Vegas into, uh, made it a major news story. Yeah. Photographs of his foot with his toe tag. They were published throughout the country. God, there must have been a lot of very happy And because he was known for being a, being a big Vegas player at this point. Yeah. The day after... He was killed. A lot of the Las Vegas mob walked into the Flamingo and just took over operation of the hotel. Fuck. Show Bugsy's feet. Jeez. Show them. That's what we want to see. <laughs> it's technically an unsolved murder with mm. three possible reasons. It could have been all are, are all are all very different ones. Yeah, they're all valid motives. And you get you get the impression that having like heard he's dead, the other two 
possible mm. uh, groups who would want him dead would go, oh, oh well, that's safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Maybe yeah. they were all like, there all waiting. three of these groups. And then, like, they go back. They, they go back and their bosses are like, hey, we heard. Good job. It wasn't yeah. nice, boss. It, it wasn't hey, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, and then the, and the other one's like, shut yeah. up. Shut yeah, up. We're going to get big rewards. <laughs> and they're like, come in for some passion. <laughs> That's that's the big reward. They don't get paid. They just get they just get just dinner. <laughs> it was still a good sauce. <laughs> now we get tomato sauce and noodles. We didn't have a broiler, so he had to cook the steak right up in the pan. It made the stunk the joint at something off. I think he was just turning a profit. So I don't understand why the mob bosses would give him a second chance. He would turn a profit mm. and then they would get impatient. Like that. It's like they were, they were trying to keep him in one place. Yeah. yeah I, that, I mean, but also, I also maybe think that they wouldn't have done him in. Like, because if they didn't think he could right. turn the profit and they're annoyed with him, they'd get rid of him and then they'd send somebody in who they think could turn a profit. It wasn't guaranteed yeah, that yeah. he would be able to turn a profit on his second chance. Wouldn't that know? cost them more so, money oh. by having that if they if uh. they just had him turning profit? Like, I think they were going to kill him regardless of what... They're like, right, we're going to kill him. Yeah, and then it starts turning profit. They're like, in a minute. <laughs> just let's wait and see. And mm-hmm. then, they, like, I think that was always on the cards for him. He was going regardless of whether it turned a profit or not. Right. Well, I... I, I think, anyway. I think the other theory has more weight to it because mm-hmm. he was so braggadocious about mm. killing people and throwing his weight around that it stands to reason that he might have been plotting to kill this guy and that guy's wife went to her lover and said, he's going to do my husband in. Yeah. <laughs> so they killed him preemptively. That makes as much sense to me as the mob bosses getting annoyed with him. Because, mm. yes, they would be annoyed with him, but I don't understand why yeah. they give him a second chance if they were that pissed off with him. If they're like, he's going to die. But let's see what he does first. Yeah. I think yeah, they would have yeah. just got rid of him. Yeah, they might—they're busy guys. They might have been like, "We'll do it next week." Ah, okay, we'll do yeah, it next he week. Fell, fell through some cracks. It's like, yeah, yeah. hey, hey, do you hear the uh, the flamingo's turning a profit now? Bugs oh. is done good. What do you mean, Bugs is still running it? He's still. Ah, oh, I thought he was dead. Yeah. I thought I told you fucking books to kill him. Ah, I thought you. I thought that was last week. It was last week. You fucking asshole. <laughs> a lot All can right, happen okay. in a week. Hey. <laughs> a lot could happen. Yeah. In a week. Come on now. Okay. Hey, two days ago the government said they were never going to apologize. <laughs> two days later, you turn. <laughs> I. I mean, you know what? There, there is absolutely something to that. Like, and it's funny. I think people by the romanticism of it being a mob hit. Yeah. But if it's just this, if it's just a couple of schmucks who killed him, not schmucks, I mean, this guy obviously didn't want his wife to get hit. But like, it was just a couple of regular people. You don't want to believe that because like, oh, but it's not the mob doing stuff. It's just some guy. <laughs> I know, like, I get it, I get it, I yeah. get it. But no, I mean, I think they're, they're still involved. They're still, in, they're still involved in organized crime. They're I just, not, like, they're just yeah. not the bosses. Yeah. I, I like that theory. I think there's something. I, they were more. I don't like... I think people over romanticize it and I think it's like it it can just be something fucking as regular as mm. somebody just stepping mm. in. And maybe not even maybe they even went just to threaten him. Maybe they're just like, yeah. we'll just fire a couple of shots and then one of them they fucking killed him. <laughs> he was forty one. And he d- he mm. done like all of that. Yeah. That's quite frightening when you realise how young forty one is. Forty one is yeah. not far off. When I think back to me at twenty three, I think I think about what he would have been like at twenty three, with like a body count up to his neck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and and the the confidence to like run yeah. teams of yeah. people. Yeah, jeez, I bet yeah. I had the confidence to talk to people, let alone Imagine, run. He go on Dragons Den. What's the, what, what's your idea for a business? We kill people, okay? We kill people. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a flip chart. He's like, where are they? Ink. Okay, let me explain. It's a, yeah, it's very very simple. See, the way it works is that the bosses at the top. They're untouchable because they talk to these guys, who the captains, who talk to the soldiers, and the soldiers are the ones doing all the work. Peter Jones is like, mm, yeah, I'm in. I'm um, in. <laughs> yeah, Duncan Bannatyne's like, I like this idea of being untouchable at the top. That's new, that's new exciting. It's very exciting. And for that, it's I'm in. exciting. And Deborah Meaden's like closet socialist. <laughs> I, 
I'd, I'd like to have you 50% of the money for 75% of the business. No fucking deal, you fucking... Absolutely monk. not. You, fu- you, you fucking schmuck. <laughs> you think I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole? What do you take me for? I'm the, I, I would kill people on the, the streets as a kid. I don't need you. I don't need you. I just came here because I thought I'd be... You fucking peach. Get the fuck out of here. What, this what, why did you come here? There's three others. <laughs> I don't need you, Bannatine. There's Meaden. There's Perfidus. There's Jones. <laughs> Pofetus. In fact, I go with you just because of your fucking name. I like you, Pofetus. <laughs> I like Ryman's. I respect it as a business and a model. I like your ring binders and I like the way you make laminators. It's very <laughs> solid. If people are thinking, why do I know who Bugsy Segal is? You, you might have seen something where he is depicted in it. Mm. So there was a film uh, in 1991 called Bugsy, not the musical. (laughs) (laughs) We could have been anything that we wanted to be. Uh, Warren Beatty played him, uh, Bugsy in 1991. uh, Also in 1991, there was a crime drama called Mobsters, which depicted the rise of the commission. Yes. Uh, Mm. That had uh, Seagal in it as a character. He was in the series Boardwalk Empire. Oh, is he in Played by Michael Zegan. No, I've never seen it. Uh, Frank Darabont did a TV series called Mob City. Oh, is that? He was in that, portrayed by Edward Burns. Joe Mantega, who ah. voices Fat Tony in uh, Fat, The Fat Simpsons, uh, he portrayed him in a film as well. Oh, wow. Ah, oh. oh, Good old Joe Mantega. He's mentioned in a song by uh, Tupac Shakur and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Called Silly Bugs, he can't run a fucking hotel. You know the, you know the DC TV series Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. He's in, he's in that, yeah. where an episode features... Uh, Bugsy Seagal being resurrected after his assassination, but he is finally terminated in hell by John Constantine. <laughs> huh. <laughs> uh, I wonder how that series I mean, is going, sure. Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I've no. heard... But sure, sure, there we sure, go. Sure, that's, sure. Uh, that, that, that's where Bugsy has cropped up in pop culture. Oh, uh, I figured, like... Is it a bit of a departure for us? But I feel like we've probably done a gangster episode because yeah, yeah, uh, the amount of time we reference Casino, that yeah, we might as yeah, well and like you know, it is technically an unsolved murder. It mm. ties in a little mm. bit with the Hollywood stuff. He was a suspect in uh, Elizabeth Short's murder. Yeah, it, I think, I think it was worthy of inclusion. Absolutely. Mm. Plus, he's just he's you know he's a he's an all round fucking good guy. Huh? And, and <laughs> the story of his life is pretty cool. It's absolutely it's nuts. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. The second theory of, of of the just a bunch of guys is, is as valid, I think. It's a, it's a good... That's yeah, good. Makes sense. It's the uh, one I like, only because I can't understand the thinking of the mob bosses. Yeah. yeah. In the but other what? one. So. But why do mob bosses do anything? Eh? I don't know. Oh God, who could tell? Who could say? I can't say. Suze, do you, do you have uh, any... You find anything, anything from the archives? The, the archives? Guys, give me an A. 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 Give me an L. L. Give me an M. M. Give me an O. O. It's almost oh. a champagne. <laughs> I still wasn't getting oh, it. Champagne did a I song. thought you were going to spell alimony, but then I realized you, you, you <laughs> forgot an I. So. Almost a champagne did a song about Bugsy Seagull. Mm-hmm. Both of them were in a relationship with him at one time. Oh. And oh. by at one time, I mean both Together. of them at the same he did time. Sisters. Yeah, okay. it's disgusting. Um, the way they carried on was rank, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I guess they were both adults, well, so do what they yeah. like. Well, at this point, they were in their late 50s. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> really? Were they born in the 1890s? They were born in 1890. Oh, wow. They're, they're wow. pretty good on Instagram for that. Yeah. For, for old girls. Yeah. I know, I know. They, they keep out. They were born the same year as Groucho Marx. Wow. So here is a song about Bugsy Sigel from the gross pair that are Almonds and Champagne.
Wow. There you go. Disgusting wow. song. Amazing. From disgusting women. Amazing. What can I say? Incredible. I don't know how long they can keep going for. I don't know how long their career lasts. Do you know yeah. when they? Do you know when they stopped recording? They haven't. Oh. <laughs> oh. They. So they're, Oh. Yeah, they fought out an album a year since 1947. My favourite thing about this, this weird Mystery on the Rocks <laughs> chronology backstory canon thing is that Almas and Champagne <laughs> were born in 1890 and then went on to marry different brothers in Hanson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. That was that was very... Uh, yeah, that was, was lovely, really fun. Little... We got to do our gangster voices. Yeah, which is always a pleasure. <laughs> I got I got a confession to make. I, I fucked up real bad. Is there a kind of pizza that's just bread? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's not. Okay, so you can find us at twitch.tv slash mystery on the rocks where we do a live stream on Thursday evenings. You can email us mystery on the rocks, spelt R O C K S, mystery on the rocks at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, mystery on the rocks, or one word, and it's spelt R O X because X going to give it to you. You can find us on Facebook, mystery on the rocks. You know what we are. Yay! That was the best one yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, thank you so much. Keeping it fresh. We're all on Twitch too. Yes. Chris is on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Chris underscore Scopes. <laughs> Chris underscore Stokes. Masood's on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Masood Milas, all one word. And I'm on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Suze Kempner. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Sue said all the biz, so yeah. get on that. Follow us on Twitch. We each do a lot of fun things collectively. And I'm going to make a bread pizza. Make a bread pizza. Suze will make a bread pizza yeah. and put that online. It's just bread. Just, it's just bread. Yeah. Join us next week where we will still be in the 40s because a lot happened in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> it really like did. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the roaring 40s. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.